So I'm just for everybody, I'm putting this on airplane mode this time around. I know for the last three times I've been doing podcasts, you hear this little in the background. I put it down here on the chair. I put it in silent mode. You think I actually hear it more hear. on the chair. <laughs> yeah, it's a horrible location. So I put it in airplane mode so we don't got to hear about the phone. Um, apparently, I'm only popular during the podcast because I swear when I'm off this podcast, the phone doesn't ring that much. But when I'm here, holy moly, most popular person on the planet. We got to start recording more podcasts then. I that means so. business. I that means business. It is. It's a lot of good business too. I'm not going to lie. Um, the building's still going underway for Square Quo's new headquarters. I just found out for the kitchen, we have to have a 36-inch ADA kitchen. Um, so that means not just four to five inches higher, but all the appliances are another grand to two grand because they know it's commercial grade. So they get you. So the $600 dishwasher is now two grand. A little wine cooler we're going to put in there went from $800 to $2,500. Um, uh, amazing what uh, a little bit of hype will do. So yeah, they definitely know that one. So that's the kick in the kick in the pants for that one right now for the building, but it's coming along smooth. Um, I know we already just kind of jumped into this. So this is Muncie with Exposure Digital Marketing. Thank you for having me. Yes. And I'm going to get into why she's here in just a second, but I want to do the, the kind of the why I thought about this, this topic I want to talk about. I read the book Zero to One and it was by one of the founders of PayPal. And I went through all the different chapters. And one of the chapters that I hit on that I really resonated with me and I really want to talk more about it is distribution. So no matter whether you have a really bad product, whether you have a really good product, if you have no distribution channels, your company's going to fail. Just end of list right there. You have to get your product out there. And there's really kind of two ways that the book talked about it. One was an enterprise version where you go for the high level people and you do a lot of handholding. Or it is sell to everybody and you have no sales team. You are just pushing it and flooding and taking orders and moving crazy. And so I thought about that and it's really true. What distribution channels you pick is very important to how you market. You know, everybody calls it marketing. It's marketing, marketing, marketing. But distribution kind of puts a new spin on it. That word does. So for you guys who don't know, Exposure Digital Marketing actually handles my podcast, all my content creation, everything for the AC Method, Square Coil, and on multiple platforms. And God, the Instagram, Facebook. <laughs> TikTok, YouTube, LinkedIn. Yeah. Yeah. And the other <laughs> new toys that come up on every other we day. We did but... threads for a little bit when that was a thing. <laughs> yeah. So it was a lot that went on. But I'm, I, I asked you to come over here and thank you very much for agreeing to come on this side of the podium and say, you know, what does distribution look like and what does content creation look like? Because this is your world. It really is. But I first got to ask right at the beginning, how did you even get into it? <laughs> so I actually fell into it when one of, so actually Nick, my fiance, mm -hmm. he always saw me on social media, saw me on my phone after work and was just like, is there a way for you to make money doing what you do already on social media? So I ended up getting my first client, which was his business partner. And then from then on, I started handling social media, started doing the videos for him and saw that it scaled tremendously. I was like, can I do this for other clients? So then I got networked. I got referred to other people. And then since then, it's just been, you know, it scaled a business for me. Um, I actually went to school for physical therapy and completely got out of that and was just like, no, this is actually what I, the path I need to follow because it's it scales their businesses, which ultimately brings me the biggest joy when they make more money based on like the, the distribution channels like social media, podcasting, whatever content creation, you know, platform you're going to use. It brings me joy seeing that they're scaling their businesses. 
That's awesome. I do love that. So what I heard was an entrepreneurial family you have. It's not just you. You guys are both entrepreneurs. If he's thinking in that realm and you're always thinking in that realm. So that's cool. We got a little power couple here. That's awesome. I like that. (laughs) Um, So you're with the social media. At this point in time, we have to assume that every single person has Facebook or Instagram. Absolutely. There's not one person in the world, maybe just newborns. Mm-hmm. Actually, you know what? I take that back. There's a lot of parents that actually create newborn channels on social media. So I always assume that maybe 99.999% of the world mm-hmm. has a social media channel. So yeah, if you're selling something, the chances of getting there are a whole lot higher if you're going through the social media. Absolutely. I always thought of social media as just a fun little place to say hi to your friends. When I actually met you, and we started, we started talking, collaborating, I realized that this is the equivalent of a TV commercial in the 80s. I mean, I remember in the 80s and 90s, back in the day, Budweiser had that corner during Bud Bowl and all those stuff. We, we wanted to watch the commercials more than the Super Bowl half the time. It was awesome. We won't talk about what Budweiser does now. It's a whole different matter. <laughs> but that was, you know, that was how you advertise was through commercials and then sometimes the radio shows. But now it's social media. Now it's social media. So yeah, there's still radio shows, there's still commercials, um, but social media, everyone's on social media day in, day out. Whether they're at work, they're sneaking their phones in, checking Mm -hmm. social media, and let's say all of a sudden a square coil content comes out. They're going to be checking you out right there. That's like an instant commercial for you. Yeah. And and you're obviously professional. I'm a peer rookie. And for, I think, all of five minutes, I tried to do it myself. And I thought I got real smart real quick and went, I am, this is not my bailiwick. This is not my world. I mean, it's going to show through that it is a rookie upon rookie. And so we started to talk and, and luckily you were able to take us on and start moving through it and, you know, help us build this temporary, you know, podcast studio. I mean, this is temporary until we get our new building, but um, it's been a journey. And I can tell you what, I've, I've learned so much in just the, you know, the, about a year, less than a year, just under. A year. Uh, just under a year now. Okay. Yeah, just under a year. But it's it's grown so much. You've gotten some business out of it, which is great. Yeah. But more than anything, it's like you're building your personal brand out there. So people now understand what it is that you do and like what you bring to the masses also. Okay, so I sell Squarecoil. That's my software company. That's what I do. We help, we help custom manufacturing companies succeed. What does my brand have to do with it? And so your personal brand has a lot to do with it. Okay. So- when someone comes into an actual business brand, they want to connect with the owner. They want to connect with the person that had the vision for it. So, for example, do you know who the owner of Delta Airlines is? No. Do you know who the owner of Southwest is? Maybe. <laughs> Not really, but you're also talking to a guy who's doing a two-year remodel. So I've had my head under the dirt for last Like, Here comes the biggest thing. Do you know who the owner of Virgin Airlines is? Oh, yeah. 100%. That's building a personal brand. Okay. So everyone connects with Richard mm-hmm. more than they do with, you know, actual Virgin Airlines. Yeah. But people use his stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. He's like on yachts now. He's on planes. He's everywhere. But everyone knows who he is and what his vision for his company is. That's what Square Coil is going to be. They're not going to be using Square Coil, yes, because it's an amazing product, but because they're connecting with you and they see the podcast that you do. They see the content that you're posting on social media. They see everything. So it's more so they're connecting with you than they are with the actual business brand. Now, Richard's pretty much like the godfather of branding, isn't he? I mean, he's like the first (laughs) runner of, hey, this is me. And he put his face out there and said, hey, this is me. This is who it is. Um, I did read his book on that. And I loved one of the things that we even talked about in one of the earlier podcasts, which was uh, protect your employees at all times. He goes, protect my employees way before to protect the customer. 
because they are helping me grow my company. If the customer doesn't like it, hey, not one shoe fits for everybody. Um, I love that statement. He has hundreds other, I mean, throughout whole is. Oh, he's a, an amazing entrepreneur and he does it the right way also. Yeah. Like I would 100% put my employees first at all times. I'm like, how is your well-being? Yeah. And, and, you know, if people are mistreating them. I'm like, absolutely not. Let's not do that. Let's cut that client off. Not for us. It's just not worth it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it really isn't worth it. But in the distribution, I want to go back to that book, Zero to One. He talked about having to have this pathway and you had to choose. And I don't know if I agree with this, but let me just tell you what the, what the book was talking about. You either choose where you just have a sales funnel where they click on it, click purchase, and then that's it. And there's no real sales team, neither buy or they don't. Or you go on the uh, enterprise route, which is you have a huge sales team. You really take care of the client. You even customize your product for them and go after the big fish that are going to bring you the big money versus everybody. How do you agree or disagree with having to pick only two lanes for distribution? I mean, that's a that's a tough one. You know, there's a lot of people that do both, but I feel like, you know, they're parting ways with like where their focus is completely. Um, so some people put the sales funnel up and yeah, sure, it's a quick buck. That's that's cool. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it has to align with your actual vision of your company and who you are and what you ultimately want the outcome to be. Like for me, I do the enterprise route. I handheld all my clients up to the front. And like whether you have a different social media manager, you have a different video editor, whatever it may be, I'm still there. Like we still talk day in, day out. Like we'll text, we'll call, whatever it is. That's me handholding everything. Um, You just have to have like the right vision and the action plan to decide, am I going to do like the sales funnel route where it's just like you buy and purchase and that's it. So sort of like the do it yourself or like we'll help you do it for you. Kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And so for us, it's we'll do it for you. So that way it's off your plate and you can focus on building your business brand instead. Well, I, I will agree that you went the enterprise route and I agree that handholding is big. Uh, for you guys who don't know it, the first five to six podcasts that I had, I was calling her daily whenever a comment would come through. And some of you people aren't nice out there. Let's <laughs> say that right now. You're not nice. Y'all are rude. Yeah. It's <laughs> unbelievable. Um, I was told my ring is stupid. I was told my ears are big. I was told this guy's an idiot. Don't listen to him. And actually the one part, the guy said, you're an idiot. Don't listen to him was on the thing that says respond, don't react. Yes. But he literally reacted. He totally reacted. And I wanted to write back, (laughs) but I'm not going to deal with that or, you know, waste my time and write back. Go, You might have listened to the podcast one more time. I think you missed it. So I was calling at the beginning. So a lot of handholding on my part. I will grandly say, <laughs> um, do I wear steel pants now? Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> Whatever they say, good, bad, or different. It's, if you got something out of it, great. Love it. Well, you know, if anything, the way I look at it, whether it's good comments, bad comments, hatred, hatred or whatnot, mm-hmm. it's just like it builds engagement. That's how I look at it. I'm yeah. like, whether it's good or bad, you're building the engagement. So thank you. Yeah. <laughs> at the end of the day. <laughs> We're hitting the algorithm one way or another. Exactly. <laughs> Um, repetition, you know, you and I talked about that right before we hit play on this and, and to kind of go through that. What do you mean by repetition in your world? So let's put an example, just how we were talking about for you, for mm-hmm. example, okay. your first video wasn't the best video. Oh no, it sucked. <laughs> oh, no. My first video I've ever recorded wasn't the best video either, mm-hmm. but repetition, doing it day in, day out, constantly recording, putting the camera in front of me, talking to it directly or talking to it. Whether you're, you know, right now we have another camera looking in this direction. Yeah. So doing that repetition, doing it every single day, constantly doing, building that muscle will help you get better. 
So now episode 30, going into episode 30, it's way better than your episode one was. And even then, episode one was recorded for your fourth episode. Yeah. So like looking back, it's like, you don't need to tell me that. You don't need to say that out loud. <laughs> We're dishing it all out here. <laughs> <laughs> no, the first three, they got uh, they got scrapped. We That, that, that little cute little delete button there. Yeah, that got hit well, three <laughs> times. I was like, there's no way. But now it's like a day and night shift as to like how you are recording. You're smiling more. You're more relaxed. You're just like, let's just go in. Before yeah. it was very systematic. Like I have to have an outline. I have to have this. Now you're just like, you show up and you're like, let's record. Like, oh, if they have an OCD flag, I would hang it right back up here for the first 10. Yeah. You would have fired me a long time ago because I'm like, no, <laughs> let's just keep recording. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> So, so behind the scenes, so when you're in distribution, we, we, the, and especially with social medias, you guys always say at least one a day, mm-hmm. at minimum, really three a day of different things, different reels. Why? So it's different reels, different quotes, like let's say static images, um, let's say images in general, like actual photographs, let's say carousels also. So carousels are the ones that you slide. So you want to have a, even amount of different assets on your page so people don't get that visual fatigue. Okay. So it, it's just constant reels back to back, back to back. You just become like a real page. It's like there's no fun. There's no, you know, um, different custom assets that we can add to your page. So you want to give your audience something different rather than just reels. But yes, absolutely. Once a day to get your face out there. And then once you start scaling, it's like, okay, the audience loves this. Let's do two a day. Let's do three a day. But it's all based on your data and analytics. It's not just like, it's it's not for everyone to be posting three times a day. Then you build visual fatigue where the people don't want to see you anymore. Yeah. And so it's just like, okay, is my content great enough to be posting three times a day? If it is, great. The audience loves it. Let's continue doing it. And if we can scale even more, even better. If your audience is like, you know, tearing off a little bit, Let's just scale back a little bit and just post one time a day. So it's very, it's very much taking a look at the data and analytics on everything. It's not just like, let's see if this works. Gotcha. Because it's not the same for every single client. You know, it's funny for myself, just I was thinking to myself while you were sitting there talking, whenever, whatever part of my life is not doing well, that's what I'll start flying on Instagram. So if I haven't been in the gym in a couple months and send me back in the gym, I'm following every bodybuilder, male, female, anything I can to get ideas and quotes and I'll shut down all my business stuff and social media. Really unfollow them. And then when my body is in shape or my business starts to suffer, I'll go chase down all the business mentors. So in my feed is nothing but, you know, attaboys that keep moving yeah. forward. And so my social media is all over the place of who I follow. And I feel sorry for anybody that is like a friend. Like, and it's just not a business related business friend because, yeah, my mind's all over. Here's a, here's a little tidbit for you also. Um, you can actually mute people. So let's say you want to follow a friend and you don't want them to feel bad, mm-hmm. you know, because everyone feels bad nowadays. Yeah. Um, you can actually mute that profile so you don't see their posts, but you still follow them. I swear the F word is feeling. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you won't offend me. It's fine. <laughs> so with our podcast here, and I'm saying our podcast because, yeah, I might be the face behind it, but you're the one doing all the heavy lifting in the background. We have it launch every Thursday. Mm-hmm. And it's every consistent Thursday. I think it's 5 a.m. Eastern. 5 a.m. Eastern. Eastern mm-hmm. time. And we did that for consistency reasons. So everyone knows on Thursdays they're going to get a new AC method on that one. Mm-hmm. 
If we push it to Friday, we missed it and went to Saturday, what would that really do? There's no consistency on your brand. So okay. people want consistency. It's like, all right, every Thursday, 5 a.m. Eastern time, it's on the dot. Let's go at it. If it's posted on Friday, people are going to be like, well, what happened to AC method? Like, why isn't it released? And then builds that inconsistency of like, oh, it's every other day. It's on Monday now. It's on Wednesday. It just doesn't have a good look on you. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like you got to take it serious. And that consistency really like builds up for your audience right there. So I will say I was very naive at that at the very beginning. I know consistency is very important now. And that was kind of a beach ball question I threw at you. But in all <laughs> honesty, at the beginning, I didn't understand that. And because of that, I had I had two people. I'll never forget the first Thursday we had changed it up. We thought about launching it at 2 p.m. that day versus 5 a.m. And I had two people text me and say, hey, where's your podcast at? I was like, what do you mean? Why is it not there? And then I'd forgotten the conversation you and I had of changing up the day. But the consistency is really important. It's a really important thing. And it's also like the time, like it, your podcast is great on Thursdays. Let's say we switch it up. We're like, you know what? We're going to tell your audience it's on Tuesdays every single 5 a.m. Eastern time. Let's switch it up. Maybe your audience drops out because they were already like, nope, every Thursday I'm going to take a listen to it. Maybe they have other podcasts that they listen to on Monday that they end up following on Tuesday instead. So it, it like falls under like underneath the whole, what is your audience listening to? Yeah. So you don't want to be do like a big shift unless you have like a big major platform like Joe Rogan does or Andy Frisella where, you know, their audience is like, hey, I'm going to post every Sunday. I don't care if it's football Sunday. I will listen to that podcast. Yeah. So it's also very dependent on your audience. For you right now, Thursdays, 5 a.m. Eastern time is the perfect spot. Because your audience does tune in. They do. They really tune in. A lot of people, you know, will listen to when we done their workouts or driving into work and stuff. But it was. How does I was, that feel for you? Pretty cool. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> you know, when, when I started this, it was, it was you and I talking about the personal brand. But it was never a money making thing. The, you know, the, we don't have sponsors. Mm -hmm. We don't have, hey, get this and buy this. And here's the deals here. And go to my website here. For there was none of that. It was just of, hey, this is my thought process and this is how I've done well in life, if you follow some of these steps, you're probably going to get a leg up. And that was kind of the whole reason why I launched this. I know uh, some people, you know, they're instantly going, where's my paycheck? Yeah. Wasn't, it some, <laughs> wasn't it some crazy number? Like, I'm going to make this up and please correct me. Like 90% stop before their 20th podcast? Oh, absolutely. It's, it's even below that. It's below their 10th podcast. They just give up. They're just like, it's not making me anything. I'm not scaling. I'm not growing. Like, there's not enough downloads. you got to get to at least 80 episodes to finally be like, I've made it. Like, this is good. This is actually going to work. So I, I do have my head in the sand. I don't watch the news anymore. And I really don't keep up on a lot of politics because, frankly, it's just a waste of time. It really is. I hate to say it. I, at the time, I will spend about a couple of weeks. I will research everything to make my votes count. And I will. I do go vote. But for the during the during the time when I can vote, it's you know the guy's elected, he's he's there, she's there, and that's it. Like end of list. And so I do my head in the set. Oh yeah, no, I really do. I just <laughs> it's not worth it. It's not worth my energy. It's not worth me getting upset over. And so with that being said, I don't get out and do that much on social media. I have my little you know box of where I'm at. I didn't know Joe Rogan had a podcast. It was like episode six hundred. Episode six hundred. He yeah. didn't know he had one. It, Did you just know him as a Fear Factor guy? Uh, I knew him as a comedian. Got it. Wow. So that's even way before. <laughs> yeah, I knew him as a comedian. So I, it, I didn't know. I didn't know. I just knew him as a fear factor. Then I knew him as a comedian. He did a stand up, phenomenal stand up. And then, and then later on, I said, "Oh, he's got a podcast." I'm like, "Really?" And so that's how far I'm out. So in my head, to to stop before twenty, 
You haven't even scratched the surface. You have not even scratched the surface. There's so much potential for podcasts too, but people give up so easily because like you said, they're following a paycheck. They want to make it big. They want to be the next Joe Rogan. There's only a few people that can be Joe Rogan and that's Joe Rogan. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think he's just as popular just because he has that bullshit detectors on point. Yes. And Absolutely. as soon as anybody says something, you can see that look in his face like, oh. It's going to call bullshit on this. But the cool thing is that he repurposes it and put, posts it on social media and it takes off even more. So let's mm -hmm. say he gets, you know, 300,000 downloads on that first episode. As soon as he posts something on social media, that's going to instantly go up to like maybe 600,000 downloads, a million thousand or a million like downloads. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's just like that's the power of repurposing your content from the podcast, putting it on social media and scaling it even more. Like once you get like those little tidbits that really click for people, they're like, I'm interested now. Let's listen to the podcast. Well, if you guys didn't get a little piece of nugget of information right there, I, I can't help you. Bust that. <laughs> let's let's talk a little bit in the background. So after after the podcast is done or after we do an, an advertising push on social media, we have that raw material. Now you have to start doing content creation. Walk us through that a little bit. What what does that look like on the background? So we have the raw file, the raw episode file. Okay. Now we're just like, OK, let's say the podcast is 30 minutes long. Mm -hmm. How many clips can we get that are good, solid golden nuggets mm -hmm. that we can repurpose on social media. For the most part, let's say for 30 minutes, you get between 15 and 20 different clips that you can use. Okay. That is 20, 15 to 20 different like commercials mm -hmm. for your personal brand right there. Okay. Just off one podcast. So now multiply that times every single episode that you've done. That's instantly scalable for your business right there and your personal brand. I'm trying to do math right now. <laughs> it's a lot of content. <laughs> it's a lot of content. It's a lot of content. Let's put it that way. It's a lot of content. And, you know, people click with some messages. Some people click with other messages. You know, there's always, you've had some that popped off and had a whole bunch of like uh, comments on there, a lot of likes, a lot of mm -hmm. shares, a lot of saves. That's the stuff that really clicks. It's like, okay, how can we repurpose that mm -hmm. and create carousels, create books from it? How can we even like spin off it and do another podcast off of that? Gotcha. So it's like multiple ways that you can like use that data and just like, hey, I'm going to do another podcast based off just this. And uh, yeah, I mean, you've had like on Instagram, a few that popped off on YouTube, especially like the mm -hmm. shorts have popped off completely. And like, that's great. Like, we'd love to see that. Yeah, I'm like, no, oh, yeah, well. it's working. Yep. It does work. It does work well. You get, her, you get her name out there. And I guess you get the brand out there. It's so funny when I hear a brand, I instantly think of like, Nike or Gap or something, you see a brand, there's money or clothing behind it than before. For this brand, it's just trying to help. You know, just it's just, help. just trying to help, trying to get a leg up. There's the, no money behind this. The cool it's thing, though, it's like nice. your, your mindset on how you run things is also how you run your business. So that's why people are related to you or relatable to you in that sense, because they're like, if he cares so much about what he's talking about and it shows in his business, of course, I'm going to want to use his business for my company because it shows that you care. And it yeah. shows that you put a lot of effort into it to, you know, scale your own business. You know, it's funny. We just had, uh, this happened just yesterday. Uh, a, a gentleman, his name's Gus, who works for me here at the sign company. And he's been with us for four or five months. And when he came in, he was a hard worker, but he didn't have any tools. And usually when I see people come in without any tools, it kind of tells me they're a short timer. You know, they're not really trying to uh, grow roots. And he, he didn't leave. He was always here. Uh, I think the first week he had one absence and, you know, in the first week you're kind of like, well, okay, what's going on? But after that, that was really good. Good worker, great guy. He came in yesterday and he was offered a mining position at a mine. Like no joke. Like you see in the early 1900s, yeah. like, go inside the earth and find something and bring it back out. 
And it pays very well because it's very dangerous. We've seen enough movies. We know the danger factor of a mining. But he just goes, I, I have to because I can't turn up the money. And I was like, hit it. And he goes, but I love working here so much. He goes, I want to tell you, I've had a lot of jobs. And I love working here. Everybody's happy. They just want to get the job done. No one's cranky. He goes, if you're, it's okay with you when I'm not working in the mines, can I come back here and work? And I said, let's, let's play by ear. Let's find out. Let's just find out. I'm not going to say no, because if you can fill in and help out more busy and whatnot, that's great. If it doesn't work, then we'll talk about that later. But the fact that he took the time to say that when he's only been here for four months, that was special to me. That was really nice to say, okay, we are doing something right. That goes to the podcast you recorded about the company culture. <laughs> the company culture is, I mean, I've seen it. I've been in your business. I'm here in, in the studio and all that. I've seen it and people are happy here. Yeah. You know, I've seen the colors that you've built like uh, throughout the whole warehouse. You know, people have fun here. They love it. It's it's a great company that you've built. And that goes to show that the company culture that you've been able to create with your company and for someone that's only been here for four months that wants to continue staying, even though he has a better offer somewhere else. Yeah, like, that's, that's pretty neat. Yeah, that's amazing. That's a testament to what your mindset is when it comes to scaling your business and having that company culture for your employees, that it's not just like a, a money creating business for you. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, I want to build that company culture because I want to scale this for life, you know, yeah. for a legacy. No, I, it, it was, it was it kind of a humbling moment in all honesty. It really was, it was neat to see all that. But with that, with that culture that you have there and it, that really is your job. So once I build that culture and I have it and it's just this baby, you know, and, and, you, and it is a baby, you're always constantly doing this to make sure the culture's right. Always. You know, somebody's <laughs> not mad or somebody's happy for there. The clients are just amount of pissed off and the employees are just amount of pissed off. You got, you got that perfect culture there. How do you relay that or show that or visualize that in your content creation? Oh, man. I mean, are you happy creating the content? Do you like the nuggets that you post on already on social media? Like when you say and you have so much passion, you can tell the passion behind it when you were saying that message. So it shows on your social media and that's how the people connect to it. Like they don't have to see, like they don't have to show up to your warehouse and be like, I need to see for myself how this company culture works for him. Yeah. They can sense it already based on your stories, based on your messaging already on social media. All right. I, I, <laughs> great answer. I like it. Didn't see that one coming, but it's true. No, again, it kind of shows you see it through your work. It yeah. They do. It's not something that, and that, that's a testament to you as well, because my first ones on social media before I got involved with you were very just, me talking and that was it now we have cover pages we have different colors we have excitement we have this um i think we don't really do clickbait on my stuff but i think we did one or two just for giggles yeah uh, i think there was one with me and dr warner where it looks like we're at war yeah uh which was funny because a lot of people clicked on it but we're not we're having a great time and having a good conversation <laughs> you guys were laughing the whole time yeah <laughs> we were it was a fun time but um it's an interesting world it is. And and I will say that a good majority of the people say that they understand social media do not. It's it's a hard one to pick up because it changes all the time. It's not mm -hmm. something that, you know, stays linear at all times, mm -hmm. especially like Instagram, for example. Take that. They're constantly changing their algorithms. People talk about the algorithm changed, the algorithm did this. There's not just one algorithm. There's many algorithms. And it's very suited to that person's social media channel, too. So your algorithms are different from my channel's mm -hmm. algorithms. So that's when it's like really knowing, especially like your social media manager that does all the engagement, does all the posting for you, them knowing exactly who the client is, what it is that their outcome is, 
is understanding like, okay, this is going to work for them. This isn't going to work for them. Or, hey, we need to pivot because now this isn't working. We need to do this instead. We need to change the covers to make it look like this. We need to change the background covers. There's so many like little things that happen with content creation that if you stay linear, you're setting yourself up to fail. So for me as a CEO of multiple companies, which I, it, you know, one of my mentors said, if you're a CEO of multiple companies and you're actually in the day-to-day grind, you're doing both those companies a disservice. And I am doing that right now, sadly. I got to find a present to run one of the companies. But for me, I'm already spread too thin. So for me to even remotely do what you just said on top of <laughs> everything else, that's impossible. That's you're, where we come in. Exactly. You're, I'm going <laughs> to half-ass everything. Nothing's going to be of quality. Nothing's going to be actually well thought out and well done. So my, my tidbit for the other owners that are listening right now, if you're trying to do your own social media on top of running your own company, you're not doing a good job. I mean, just tell you that one right now, you're not doing that good of a job. You're going to want to find an expert in that field. Let them do that. Let them chase that algorithm down because, I mean, that's what you do for a living. Exactly. That, that is your world. Mm-hmm. You know, for me, it's software or it's signage. That's my world. You don't see me going to try and drill for oil right now. Yeah, exactly. It's not my world. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, but since everybody has a phone and they click on, they scroll, they instantly think they're an Instagram genius. And that's it's not so, world. it's not the world. There's so much more yeah. than just like being on social media. It's like actually like looking up the trends, looking up what the new changes are going to be so you can pivot right before the trends happen. It's like taking a look at all that compared to just like, oh, I post a lot already. I can do this myself. Can you though? Take me, for example, I run my own business, but my team still comes at me saying, you need to post more content. So I've been focused on scaling other people's content. Now I'm just like, okay, I need to take a step back, record the content itself too Mm -hmm. from my channel, which I've been doing and it's been scaling now. So it's like, I was the same way. I was like spread too thin and I I wasn't doing it myself. So I'm finally practicing what I'm preaching and it shows in my numbers and it shows on like the amount of views, the amount of shares I have, the saves and the amount of followers that I have and the DMs of people wanting to work with me. So it all goes hand in hand. Out of all of those, I know the DMs is where you actually want to have a one-on-one conversation. You actually can grab a new client. Those are your hot leads. Those are hot leads. All right. All day long. (laughs) But I will tell you what warms my heart the most is when someone saves one of them. Yes. Because that means it was important enough that they want to come back and see it. You become a resource at that point for them. Yeah. It's like people want to go back, listen to either listen to it again to get that tidbit that you just shared, or they want to share it to other people and be like, hey, this is what I just learned. Yeah. It was really good. And this is why I'm, I'm saving it and sharing it with you guys. No, I, resource. I love, I love that term because it really is. And that's kind of why, you know, the AC method was created to begin was just to be a resource here. Here's some ideas. Here's a good, it's kind of like a, uh, just thinking food, you know, just something to think about and go, oh, I could do this better and do this better. You know, the goal of, in, in my society I'm a part of is just be 1% better than you were yesterday. I love that. <laughs> but if you have something to think about, it's very easy to become 1% better. We're not asking you to, you know, turn over. We're not asking me a different person. We're just saying be 1% better than you were yesterday. And, um, but a resources, I like it. I really yeah. And what's cool and neat about your podcast, so it's not just business, you know, it's just like you bring your family aspect into it also. You're just like the last episode before this one, you were talking about being reactive and res- mm-hmm. responsive, you know, and like you brought the whole family dynamic that brought up that whole podcast. And yep. it's not just business, but you can relay it to any aspect in life, whether it be business, your family, your friendships, whatever yep. it is. And that's the cool and neat thing about your podcast, because it's not just business. It's life. It's whatever makes you better. Mm-hmm. I mean, at the end of the day, I'm just trying to say, hey, this is what happened to me. 
And if I can teach you, she don't step in that pothole of life. Win, I won. You know, if it's one person learn, I, it was a win for me. It was a total win. Yeah. You know, I'm not looking to say, hey, by the way, if you step one, two, three, you're going to be an instant millionaire. That's a lot of hard work. And there's a lot of people out there that put those kind of messages out there. Like, this is how I became a millionaire. You're not talking about how long it took no. you to get there. So it becomes unrelatable. <laughs> you, you know, it's funny. I, we just closed on another apartment complex um, on the East Coast. And Emory goes, oh, you're buying apartments now. And I was like, yeah. You've been buying apartments. <laughs> I have been, but nobody really knows that. Yeah. And, and what I'm laughing about is it took me over 20 years of saving my pennies to get to this level. Now I have enough money that my money's making money for me. But those first 20 years, I was in the trenches. Like, the, you know, Warren Buffett said it best. The first million is the hardest to make. After that, it's a whole lot it's easier. easier. Yeah, oh, you can yeah. use that money and reinvest mm -hmm. it, create more investments. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm never going to sit behind this camera and go, oh, it's easy to become a millionaire. Yeah. No, it's a <laughs> lot of hard work in one field. It's not like I had 20 different jobs in 20 years. I picked one career yeah. and stuck with it. You stuck with it head down like an mm -hmm. ostrich and you just went all in on it. Yep. That's, and that's what people don't understand. Like a lot of people decide to have like these multiple streams of income and they're like, I'm going to become a millionaire soon. It's like, but your focus is all over the place. Yeah. How can you put 100% of your focus if you have 10 streams of income? You can't. No, you can't. And, and rightfully so. The whole reason why we're talking about this is you were taking care of all my content creation <laughs> and everything for all this podcast and everything else. And thank you very much. Your of team course. is award winning. I love them. Thank You're you. all great to work with. Um. Where can somebody find more about you and your company? So you can go on Instagram, follow me at MonsiCMB. And then you can go on my website also at exposure-dm.com. Mm -hmm. And you can find all our resources there. Perfect. Yeah. You guys, you guys have grown. I mean, you started with a podcast and you're doing content creation. At some point in time, I'm sure you're going to take over something else for me. I love that. <laughs> I love the future of that. But every time there's anything that has to do with advertising, you guys are all over it. You guys even help you with the magazine ads, which mm -hmm. is... Not your bailiwick. Yeah. But you still were like, <laughs> let me help you. Let's make sure this all matches and all ties together. Yeah. That's important. Important. But yeah, there's got to be synergy. Always synergy with your brand. Always. We got all kinds of vocabulary. <laughs> here. I like this. This is nice. <laughs> well, thank you much for being on the podcast. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Thank you. <laughs>